0: Do you crave daily motivation and want valuable tips for dealing with the stress of type 1 diabetes? Sign up for our daily email and start your day with a practical type 1 diabetes and mental health tip delivered straight to your inbox. It's like a personal boost for your day, from me to you. And best of all, it's absolutely free. Don't wait. Go to www.thediabetespsychologist.com forward slash tip and subscribe today. Because every day with type one diabetes deserves a healthy start. That's www.thediabetespsychologist.com forward slash tip. Do you have a fear of low blood sugar? And if your answer is yes, what are you doing to manage your fear? My guess is you are probably dealing with your fear of low blood sugar all wrong. And I'm gonna tell you why in this episode. Welcome to the Live Free with T1D podcast, brought to you by the diabetes psychologist. This is the only podcast where we teach you how to build your type 1 diabetes stress management plan like a sailboat. You are the captain, your diabetes management is the hull. your mindset is the sails, your behavior is the rudder, and your support team is the crew. When you build your sailboat correctly, you will have smooth sailing in your life with type 1 diabetes. I'm your host, Dr. Mark Heyman. And on this episode of the podcast, I'm gonna talk about three mistakes you're probably making as you're trying to deal with your fear of low blood sugar. These mistakes are common and they make sense, but they're not working for you. If you're trying to overcome a fear of low blood sugar and it's just not working, this episode will help you understand why. Hey there, welcome to the Live Free With t d podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Mark Heyman. One of the biggest challenges that I see for people with type 1 diabetes in my work is fear of low blood sugar. And people come to me and they say, Dr. Mark, can you tell me how to overcome my fear of lows? And I say, of course, we can help you work on that. It's absolutely possible to overcome your fear of lows and to live the life that you want to live without that fear holding you back. But before we do that, it's really important to talk about all the things that you've been doing to try to overcome the fear of lows on your own that haven't been working. And by doing that, it gives you a perspective that can really help you in your journey to overcome your fears and to conquer your fears by looking at what hasn't worked and what you may be doing wrong. So in this episode of the podcast, I wanna spend some time talking about how you are probably dealing with your fear of low blood sugar all wrong. Now, before we get started, For those of you who are not aware of fear of low blood sugar, it's a challenge that many folks with type one diabetes experience. You know, insulin is a challenging hormone to take. You don't want to take too much. You don't want to take too little. And the worry about low blood sugar and what happens if you go low can be paralyzing. So oftentimes, people who have a fear of lows they keep their blood sugar high, they underbolus, they avoid activities, they say no to invitations because they're constantly worried about what will happen if their blood sugar does go low. Now, low blood sugar is scary. It can be, and it it, and it should be to a certain degree because we want you to be, you know, we want you to be nervous in a healthy way about low blood sugar. But to be scared of it uh, really holds you back. And I want to help you to overcome that fear. So let's talk about the mistakes that you may be making as you're working to overcome your fear of low blood sugar. And you're making these mistakes, and all it's doing is prolonging your experience being scared of lows. And it actually may be making your fear of low blood sugar even worse. So what is mistake number one? Mistake number one is having an all or nothing attitude about your fear of lows. What I mean by that is you're defining your success in overcoming your fear of lows by completely eliminating your fear, by getting rid of it altogether. And that sets you up for failure. Of course, you want your fear to go away. I don't blame you one little bit. But what happens is you say, the only way that I'm going to be successful here is if I eliminate my fear altogether. Now, that actually makes the problem worse. And let me tell you why. As I mentioned a little while ago, I want you to have some nervousness around low blood sugar. If you didn't, you'd probably be in big trouble. If you weren't nervous at all about low blood sugar, you would probably let your blood sugar go low and not treat it. You would probably ignore your blood sugar, not even think about it. And we know that with good diabetes management, you have to pay attention and you have to treat lows because they don't feel good. They can make it harder to do the things in life that you want to do, like work, go to school. And sometimes, lows can be dangerous. So we want that healthy bit of anxiety there. But what happens if your anxiety is more than just a little healthy anxiety, where it still feels debilitating? But the reality is, you can't control your feelings. You can't snap your fingers and make your anxiety go away. And you're going to feel anxious at some point in your life. It just happens. Just like you're going to feel happy, you're going to feel elated, you're going to feel terrified. Those are all normal emotions. So if you're defining success in your journey to overcome your fear of lows by eliminating your fear, by getting rid of it altogether, that is going to set you up for failure because you're never going to be able to do that. Not only are you going to have that healthy fear, but you might have fear that you know makes it more challenging. But the key here is not getting rid of the fear. It is learning to ride the wave. I like to think about this metaphor of going to the beach and surfing. For those of you who surf, you'll understand. And for those of you who don't surf, this will make sense as well. But imagine you go to the beach and you're in the water with your surfboard and a wave comes, but you're not ready yet. And so you say to yourself, I'm gonna do everything that I can to stop the wave. I'm gonna put my hands out. I'm gonna put my surfboard up. And I'm not going to let the wave crash over me. How does that work out for you? It doesn't. No matter what you do, you cannot stop the wave from coming. But as you're thinking about your day surfing, would you define your success or failure based on your ability to stop the wave or not? No. You define your success based on your ability to ride the wave and to deal with it, to be able to get up afterwards if you get knocked over by the wave, if the wave overwhelms you. So what if you reframed what your goal here is and thought about not trying to get rid of your fear but by trying to live well with it by trying to not let it get in your way by trying to manage your fear as a way to deal with your challenge around low blood sugar. What would happen if you did that? Then all of a sudden your fear is not the it's not the key that allows you to take your insulin, to go on trips, to take adventures. Rather, you're able to do those things even if you feel scared. And guess what happens? If you're able to do these things even though you feel scared, generally speaking, your fear decreases and life becomes a whole lot easier. Mistake number two, you overthink and you overplan. When you have a fear of low blood sugar, you always want to be prepared. And actually, that's a healthy thing. I want you to be prepared for lows. I want you to be prepared for emergencies. I want you to be prepared. But what happens when you over-prepare? So let's imagine taking a hike. And, and as you're leaving for the hike, you think to yourself, okay, I have glucose tablets. I have a granola bar. I have all the supplies that I need to deal with any little blood sugar that comes my way. But then you say, well, what happens if I get lost? and I have to spend the night in the mountains? Or what happens if my sugar goes really low and I can't bring it back up? Then all of a sudden your mind starts racing and planning and over planning. And pretty soon you're gonna have a backpack or two backpacks or three backpacks full of supplies, which by the way, is gonna make your hike a whole lot more challenging. All over planning does is gets you overthinking, overanalyzing, It makes the burden of type one diabetes and your fear of low blood sugar a lot more challenging. When you think about low blood sugar all the time, it becomes more stressful, and over-planning makes you think about it. It's something that we all do to a certain degree, but people who have a fear of lows spend a lot of time thinking about how they can avoid low blood sugar, and they over-prepare for that possibility. But then what happens? all they're doing is thinking more and more about the fear that they have. And when we think about a fear, all of a sudden the, the fear becomes worse. You're not able to get evidence to show you that you can handle whatever comes your way. You're not able to get evidence to show you that what you have in your bag, all the supplies, enough supplies, are gonna hold you over until the end of the hike. Overplanning and overthinking just makes you think more about the fear. But it doesn't make you any safer. I've said this before and I'll say it again. I want you to be safe in your life with type 1 diabetes. I don't want you to be in danger at all. And I would never, ever suggest that you put yourself in any kind of dangerous situation. But taking the appropriate amount of supplies, doing the appropriate amount of thinking and planning is helpful. But when you overthink and overplan, like I know many of you do, it increases your stress it increases your fear and does nothing to help you manage or deal with your fear of low blood sugar. And mistake number three, you keep your blood sugar high. Whether that means that you underbolus or you over-treat your lows or potential lows, your blood sugar is always in the high range. And not only does that not make you feel very good, but it does nothing to reduce your risk. Yes, it reduces your anxiety in the very short term. You say, okay, my blood sugar is over 200. That means I'm safe. I can feel comfortable. But it doesn't do anything to make your fear go away in long term. Actually, it makes it worse. Because when you avoid those lows by keeping your blood sugar high, you believe that the only way that you can stay safe is by keeping your blood sugar high. And generally speaking, that safe number gets higher and higher and higher. So you feel worse and worse, you put yourself at higher risk for complications, but also you make it harder for yourself to overcome that fear. If you're able to bring your blood sugar down, yes, it's going to be scary in the beginning. It's like ripping a Band-Aid off. It's going to hurt a little bit, but it's not dangerous. And it gives you the opportunity to get evidence around what is actually dangerous and what's not. Keeping your blood sugar high makes sense on the surface. And yes, it makes you less anxious in the very short term. But in the end, all it's doing is keeping you stuck. It's maintaining that fear and making it a whole lot harder for you to conquer your fear. I want to just say, if you hear yourself in any of these mistakes, don't get too down on yourself. It's a completely natural reaction. Fear of low blood sugar is challenging. It can be terrifying and it can be paralyzing. And I know that you are doing whatever you can to reduce your anxiety, to reduce your fear. And I also want to make sure that you have the opportunity and the resources you need to effectively manage your fear, not in a way that's going to keep it at bay in the short term, but in a way that's going to give you the freedom and flexibility that you really want in the long term. And by identifying and recognizing these mistakes and seeing how they keep you stuck, That is going to be a key part of helping you to move forward and eventually to conquer your fear and live the free and flexible life that you desire so badly. I really hope that hearing about these mistakes was helpful, even if it was hard, because education and knowledge about low blood sugar, fear of low blood sugar, and how to navigate around it is important. And sometimes it means looking ourselves in the face and seeing what we're doing that's not helpful. And by gaining that insight can be a powerful lever for you to take that step forward and do really work to conquer your fear of low blood sugar. At the end of every episode, I give you a plan of action that you can start using right now in your life with type 1 diabetes to reduce your stress and to increase your freedom and flexibility. And today, your plan of action is identify any mistakes that you're making with your diabetes and mental health, especially around fear of low blood sugar. What are you doing to try to manage your fear? And how is it working? Ask yourself this question honestly. And if it's not working for you, please take steps to make sure you're doing things that are gonna be effective in helping you to overcome your fear of low blood sugar. Thanks so much for joining me on the Live Free with T1D podcast, where I teach you how to build your diabetes management plan like a sailboat so you could have smooth sailing in your life with type 1 diabetes. And I'll see you back here next week, same time, same place. Bye for now.